you know, irrespective of how big you are and what your business is, um, if you have the right leadership at the company and you have the right focus on what the business problem is, you can you can transform your business irrespective of how, how big the company is. Hey everyone, I recently sat down to record this interview episode with a seasoned hyper automation professional who has been there and done that. This particular episode focuses exclusively on enterprise content management and intelligent capture solutions, which are part and parcel to the hyper automation journey. And when it comes to the successful adoption of content and capture, look no further than Jim and his team at Endchoice. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did with Jim Picardi, Executive Vice President at Endchoice, an award-winning content and capture services provider. Enjoy. Welcome back to Bots and Thoughts, the hyper-automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. I'm your host, Jimmy Hewitt, a.k.a. Mr. Automation. Welcome, Mr. Jim Bacardi, the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Endchoice. For those, uh, well, first off, thanks so much for joining us today, Jim. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you inviting me to join. Happy to be here. Of course. Looking forward to the discussion. We're uh, going to jump right in. We've been working with each other for a couple of years now, um, so we know each other and kind of what we do. But for those who haven't met you and don't know Endchoice, please let us know. Tell us a bit about Endchoice, yourself, um, and what you guys do. Okay. Well, I mean, it's always interesting explaining what you do as a company, right? But in short, we help companies design, implement, and support their digital transformation initiatives. And we do that by leveraging our experience in, you know, a number of different technologies, right? Capture, uh, enterprise content management, and business process management. We've been doing that now for almost 30 years. We're in our, we're just about to start our 30th year doing that. So it's been a wow. long time. Yeah. So the company what gets, a milestone. Yeah. The company got started as a, a FileNet partner way back in the early 90s because we found customers were really looking for a business partner to help them implement, you know, a total solution of what, mm -hmm. uh, what was revolutionary, you know, technology back then at that time, the digitization of, of documents and implementation of electronic workflow processes. And today, Enchoice has over about 100 employees, and we re remain 100% focused on the core business of capture, content, and process management. As for me, um, I started, I've been in the content management business for, you know, well over 30 years. I actually got started with FileNet way back when as one of their first uh, salespeople here in the Boston area where I live and then held roles in FileNet and uh, IBM sales leadership uh, after IBM acquired FileNet, worked for Cofax as one of their regional vice presidents for a number of years, and then came to Enchoice about nine years ago now as the EVP of sales and marketing. So a lot of folks at Enchoice are like myself who have been made a career out of the content management uh, business. So 
Uh, I, th I think the thing that separates us as a company is the experience level and quality of our people. You know, most of our folks who are working with customers and delivering solutions have an average tenure that exceeds 15 years, which is, you know, a lot of experience for our industry. So that's a little- That's expertise right there. Yeah. That's a great intro to End Choice and yourself. Thank you, Jim. Um, we talk about hyper automation on this podcast, which is a fairly broad term. It covers seven distinct capabilities. It sounds like you and Enchoice have carved out a space within the broad term of hyper automation. Um, for the listeners, how would you describe that space? Um, and, and it, and how it fits into the broader hyper automation term. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, seven different technologies. I've seen it defined a, a number of different ways, but there are a, a lot of different technologies that are actually going hand in hand, right? If you think about hyper automation, it's, it's involved in the, the capture of information on the, mm -hmm. or the ingestion of information yes. from documents and people talking about hyper automation, but you know, that technology is been around. It's gotten a lot better, but you know, um, the ability to ingest content and metadata is, is a tough thing to do, right? It's still largely a manual mm -hmm. effort that's now being, you know, soothed by the promise of hyper automation. I mean, we have a lot of companies out there that are, while they may have implemented systems a long time ago, are still doing, you know, a lot of that process manually. So hyper automation allows them to streamline the front end of the, the process uh, by mm -hmm. ingesting information, you know, automatically, if you will, by through artificial intelligence and machine learning capabilities that are really important because it, it really takes a lot of manual effort out of the process. So, and those technologies work very well today. I mean, I've, I've been in the business a long time and there was one time at one time where they, you know, they weren't that strong. They're very strong now. And there's a lot of standard platforms that do that very well. And the, the interesting thing is most customers are not taking advantage of that yet. So it is a significant hmm. growth area for our industry. Um, much like a lot of companies were using content, but they weren't using one of the most important pieces of the technology, which is the whole process automation piece to streamline that process. It's almost the same thing for the front end of the process in terms of ingesting documents. Great. You talk about customers not fully taking advantage of the benefits and gains of these capture and content management technologies. Let me ask, you see a lot of clients, your team sees a lot of companies going through it. I'm sure it's a journey, a spectrum, right? But how would you describe the most common uh, current state, if you will? What what content or capture posture would you say is kind of a, a pretty common starting place for, for your customers? Um, we usually find them in two states, probably like you folks do. I mean, either they've implemented um, some kind of first-generation system that, you know, has missed the mark and are trying to take that to the next level, or they have never implemented any kind of a solution, although it's so tough to believe here in 2022 that, you know, major organizations 
haven't done that. There's still plenty of companies that have not implemented any kind of content or process management. So we are taking, yeah. trying to take them from wherever they are today to the next level. If it's a first generation system that they're looking at, then it's, you know, getting their arms around what are their processes today um, and then paint the picture and the vision of what can happen with digital transformation using a variety of the technologies the, that we've been talking about here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we're kind of getting into use cases here, talking about where customers are at on their content management journey. Mm -hmm. uh, first generation solutions reminds me of maybe some, some repositories, some, some common repositories mm -hmm. out there. Um, spaces, sprawl is happening, a, a lack of organization, standardization, taxonomy, even, um, that these first generation content management platforms aren't ready, um, to, to deliver mm -hmm. easily to, to their, to their providers or their, their customers, their users rather. Um, but what are some use cases as they move from say first generation content management? into now best of breed? What are some common use cases or perhaps your favorite one? So, so I think, I think it's probably fair to say that, you know, a lot of companies are not getting the most out of the capabilities that are possible. So that's very common, right? Two, two common example mm -hmm. is examples are um, where people, uh, companies are using a document capture solution, but they're using no artificial intelligence or machine learning, meaning that they have documents come into the company and those documents still have to be separated and indexed manually where they could be taking advantage of artificial intelligence and machine learning and all the technologies that are available to actually classify or recognize what kind of document that is and then extract that information off. So if you think about the manpower required to do that when you are receiving what could be hundreds of thousands of documents a day that people have to sort documents and index those, um, and you use technology instead to do that, it's transforming. That's one area. The other area mm -hmm. you guys are very familiar with is they're using a, they may be using content management system, but um, they haven't implemented process management to capture content at the front end of the process and streamline that, that process from beginning to end. So generically, that's what it is. Yeah. Use cases range all over the place, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you, if you look, yeah. if you look. As diverse as business. Exactly. Is, I mean, really. the common use cases across all industry, kind of a horizontal application is, for example, accounts payable or invoice processing. But then when you look at specific okay. industries, I mean, it's very common in insurance, for example, to see, claims processing, uh, very common in banking to see mortgage underwriting and mortgage servicing and government case management um, of some sort. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, there are there are many different, I've, I've seen literally hundreds of use cases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do any of those stick out? I mean, what our audience would love to hear is a, a detailed sure. dissection, if you could, of a use case. Where were they at when they came to you? How did they describe their posture or their current state? Uh, what was implemented and what is life like today? So, so uh, 
Actually, one of my favorite use cases, one of the first ones I was ever involved with many, many years ago. Oh. And it, and the reason why it's my favorite use case is the size of the company. I mean, typically, I think people think of, you know, implementing this technology in these large uh, multinational companies. And that, that is true, right? But um, mm -hmm. the use case I'm thinking of is we, had, we were involved when I was uh, at FileNet many, many years ago with a company that specialized in student loan servicing. So if you picture what that business is like, it is mm. literally the, the student loan is the product, if you will. They had to, they were inundated okay. with paper and process. That company, what makes it an interesting story is that company's revenues were $16 million with an M, not a B. A $16 million yeah. company with only 300 employees spent well over a million dollars in implementing a content management and process management system and had a very, very strong ROI. So think about the percentage of revenue that they spent on that system and it transformed their business because it completely changed their processes to all electronic processes, gave them all access immediately to files and allow them to grow their business without increasing the number of employees uh, in the company. So it was transforming. We actually That's ended beautiful. up making the cover of their annual report. So it, it's a great story. And it basically says, wow. look, you know, irrespective of how big you are and what your business is, um, if you have the right leadership at the company and you have the right focus on what the business problem is, you can, you can transform your business irrespective of how how big the company is. Yeah, that is so cool. We've got clients that are fortune six and six people companies yep. and everything yeah. in between yep. automation, hyper automation really does not discriminate by size of company. If there's waste in your organization, there's gain. And that's one trend I've noticed in this space over the last coming up on a decade in the space is how approachable these solutions are from a price point and a time to value perspective um, as one trend, right? The, the intent has kind of stayed relatively the same since digital transformation enterprise content management got kind of kicked off in the mid to late eighties. Um, but the technology is really getting a lot easier to use and much more approachable for customers of all sizes. That's what other trends have yeah, you noticed? I mean, you, you, You've got yep. a lot of experience in this space. Sorry, I'll, I'll tee you up here. Uh, what trends have you noticed in your in, in your tenure? Well, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. This business, in some ways, has stayed the same as you just mentioned, and and it's also changed. I mean, the ways it stayed the same is you use the word intent. I mean, the intent of these systems has always been the same. How do I increase productivity? How do I provide better customer service? How do I de deal with all the regulation and governance uh, inundation that I have that I have to do uh, for my organization? And ultimately, when you mix all those things together, how do I do that while driving down costs, right? Um, the things that mm -hmm. have changed, th those have always been constant. The thing that has changed is the kind of the means to get there, if you will. The technology um, hmm. has improved with um, things like moving to the cloud. 
software as a service, hosted solutions. So the complexities of mm. implementing and supporting these solutions, um, there are a lot more alternatives for customers than there used to be when on-prem was the only alternative, right? So there's a lot more options mm -hmm. for uh, customers in terms of outsourcing that entire operation um, to, as software as a service or a hosted solution of some kind. We mentioned a couple of technologies that have transformed the way um, these implementations can go down, right? The, the whole artificial intelligence um, component is making it much easier to ingest content. Um, so, you know, what we're trying to do is help customers by utilizing all the, you know, the, the great new technologies that are available to them now to make the journey a lot easier than it used to be. But the objectives are very similar to what they used to be. Yeah, that's really well said. The objectives are the same. Paperless mm -hmm. office, compliance, mm -hmm. better customer experience, yep. remove waste, move things along faster. Um, but the technology has gotten mm -hmm. a lot better. A lot of innovation in the space. You guys do a great job of not only making it easy for your customers to host software, you'll host it for them, manage it for them. Um, but you've also developed some accelerators on top of these solutions that are allowing your customers to experience faster time to value. Exactly. Right? We've got great software, but you build even better software, plugins, add-ons, accelerators uh, to make it even easier to use. Yep. Want to talk about some, some of your favorite accelerators that are helping your customers uh, take advantage of these these solutions? Yeah, I mean, in that, What's the, I mean, that comes to mind. You know, our whole tagline is around, uh, you know, acceleration, right? To time to value. So, mm -hmm. you know, we've been doing that historically in a number of different areas and in, in the tools we've developed. The most recent one is we acquired the, the assets and the brand um, of an organization that was been floating around our, our industry for a while uh, called Magic Lamp Software. And, you know, they've That's spent. Right. Congrats like, again on that, Jeff. They've spent, we did that in March, and they spent, you know, many years working on accelerators for the whole intelligent capture space, things that allow them to more easily ingest documents and content off those documents and manage that whole process. So, you know, when we work with customers, they see the tools that we've developed and you know, they're going to have to develop these tools if they want to be, you know, at their most productive, best self, if you will. Right. And so we've developed those already. So we cut the time it takes for them to get in production and, and start taking advantage of that, you know, system that goes in too. Time to value is an incredibly important uh, you know, part of and component of any of the systems that go in because they're complex systems. They're very complex. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, acceleration is important. 100%. Yeah, you guys do a great job with that. Um, let me ask you a question before we jump into some rapid okay. fire ones here, Jim. Uh, think about the future, right? We've come a long way in this space, but where is the market headed? And what is one thing that you're most looking forward to in the future? Uh, Mark, where the market's headed, I think we've seen glimpses of that already. I mean, everybody's trying to drive the, down the cost of these systems. Um, I, I'm seeing mm -hmm. uh, with the aging workforce, um, 
you know, I'm seeing a lot of companies who have lost their support structure for some of these legacy systems, right? So there's there's a move to how do I yeah. how do I offload the support aspects, the administrative aspects? How do I not have to do all this stuff myself in a way that's still going to be cost effective um, for our organization, right? So driving down those costs while at the same time depending on third parties to do that. So you see a lot of move to the cloud. You see a lot of software as a surface, um, a lot of hosted solutions. I mean, you, you've seen, I mean, look what the what kind of things the pandemic has caused in certain industries. They've, they've forced industries to take huge leaps forward in, in a matter of months just to survive. I mean, look at the healthcare industry, telehealth, for example, I mean, was forced overnight mm -hmm. because it had to be. Uh, or look at how quickly I, IT organizations had to react to their, uh, you know, the whole enablement of their employees with the work from home initiative. It, it forced, you know, what would have maybe been taken 10 years, it forced it in a matter of a matter of months. And the, and the same thing is happening in our industry, right? There are companies that are um, being forced through competitive factors to implement this kind of technology uh, or or mm -hmm. get help in supporting what they've already got in, in place. So um, it, it's a survival thing and um, that's, that's important. Yeah, it feels like a, a, for sure, it feels like a bit of picking up the yeah. pieces um, in a new, more streamlined, optimized way. Yeah. This is what we're experiencing coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay, Jim, couple of rapid fire questions for you. Um, I'd like to ask um, if you could design a billboard for our audience listening to the <laughs> podcast. Maybe they are considering upgrading that first generation capture content management system. Um, you know, they're somewhere on the earlier part of their hyper automation journey. If you could design a billboard that they see every time they drive out of their, their driveway, what would that billboard say? That one's easy because we deal with it every day. Executive sponsorship and return on investment. You need an executive. Oh, yeah. If you look at the most successful projects, you have an executive team that is completely bought into transforming their business. And typically, that is a line of business um, executive. Uh, or, or projects, mm -hmm. like yeah, or projects go nowhere. Compliance um, and hand in hand in that sponsorship is justifying the business case, which usually those execs will require, unless there's some non ROI strategic initiative, which is atypical. It's it's more typical that you know you are competing for dollars and competing against other projects for who's got the best return on right. investment, right? So, I mean, to me, when when I look at why these projects are successful or why they happen versus not happen, I, I you know, you can take the technology and throw it out the window. It's about the business aspects of it relating to do I have an executive who is driving this initiative and do I have a good business case to do it? Um, and if you don't have those two yeah. things, you know, typically you're not going to have a project. So that's what my billboard would say. Right. Executive sponsorship and ROI. That's great, Jim. Yeah. 
It's so true. So all, all the, uh, process analysts, senior business process owners, automation leaders, directors of hyper automation out there, if you don't have a executive sponsor and a well ironed out logical business case on which your new ECM project is standing, work on it. And that's what we do, right? We help our customers build those business cases. We help align the executive sponsors if um, if any help is needed there. So really good, good billboard message there, Jim. Uh, next rapid fire question. When you think of this enterprise content management space, which includes capture and workflow, of course, uh, what's the first word that comes to mind? Complex. I mean, if you, th- <laughs> it is, I mean, I mean, if you think about how these decisions get made, they're, they're made with committees and people who a bunch of different uh, constituents who all have a, a job to do and are looking for it from a different perspective in terms of the analysis of it. And then mm-hmm. when you look at the implementation side, it's also complex. You're changing the way an organization has been doing business typically for what could be decades, right? Um, and that means, you know, mm. this is not just about technology. This means this is all about cultural change, which is very understated and mm. something that, you know, organizations are forced to, to think about. You are, in some cases, you know, completely changing people's roles and how they process work um, or, you know, com- completely changing the complexion of the company uh, and, and how they, they work sure. at all. Right, so it's important that you bring bring back yeah. best practices to those situations. And from our perspective, our job is to make sure that we set the right expectations for people. That this isn't easy; it's complex, but it's doable um, with the right people in place on both sides. So I think of the word complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one, Jim. Thank you. Uh, okay, a couple more. When it comes to adopting ECM or capture workflow solutions, um, and you may have already hinted on this or maybe not, uh, what's a, or the most common barrier to adoption and how are you and your team helping your customers overcome well, I think that I barrier? Some part of it. You got to have somebody, you gotta, you gotta, but I, I think I, so. there's some other key points here too, probably. I mean, executive sponsorship, you have to have, to have somebody who's driving this. And I've never seen a project happen mm-hmm. when there wasn't the, the correct executive sponsorship. So we beat that horse. But, you know, mm-hmm. some of the other barriers are time. You know, uh, so many people in the organization want to mm-hmm. weigh in, right? So you have to have a vision of what you want. And, and the other thing is, you know, where do I start? You know, for organizations, there are these are large organizations mm-hmm. with many problems, and they're you know competing problems, and there's only so much money to go around, right? So, you know, helping them find the right place to start um, the journey and who to get involved are some of the important factors. And as a matter of fact, you know, you guys have a a tool that lends itself well to doing that with the automation compass, right? You, I, you have the ability to, to look at the return on investment for a variety of different projects and identify the win- winners uh, versus those that maybe aren't so quite as, as compelling, if you will. Right. So. That's right. There's very limited yeah. amount of resources to go around. 
So it's all about quantifying doing one yep. or the other, that logical business case. Great. Um, okay. Last question for you is please brag a little, Jim, tell us what, uh, what end choice is up to lately. Um, give us, you know, some sort of update on the company and, um, what that means for your yeah, clients. I mean, the, the company is, I mean, one of the things that's made us successful, I mean, you're not around 30 years because, you know, you haven't been delivering quality solutions to people, right? I mean, we're very proud of the fact that, you know, we've seen mm. a lot of uh, companies come and go in this industry. So when is that that's next year, year anniversary? You know, 2023, we got started in 1993. So we're planning for that uh, right Amazing. now. But, you know, uh, I, I think the important part for us is to stick to our knitting, right? So we've never really gone off course to our core business. I mean, it's one of the things that, you know, separates us from some other companies. All we wake up every day focused on 100% focus on, you know, the digital transformation um, and implementing transformative solutions for our customers. And so I don't see us deviating from that path. I see us certainly strengthening that we've made six acquisitions over over the years. Um, the most recent one we just talked about is, you know, mm -hmm. the whole magic lamp on the, on the uh, capture side, right? So we'll continue to do that to kind of build mm -hmm. out the portfolio, but we're going to, you know, we'll be sticking to our knitting as well. But I think we, we do a pretty good job, and I think it, it's really helped us to, to stay focused. So I would see us adding, you know, additional pieces to the story um, and, you know, continuing mm -hmm. to help customers with the, the support aspects. We do over 50% of our business in recurring revenue that's focused on the support aspects of their business too in the managed services world. So we'll continue to extend that out to help customers, you know, manage their systems, which is often an afterthought. So I think you... And how about that net promoter score? Uh, you know, that's really important. The net promoter score is, uh, is important. We do, you know, over 80%. We, we do over 80% of our business with existing customers. So, you know, we, we better do a good job for our customers or, you know, they won't be coming back to us. And uh, it, I, I heard your net promoter score the other day. It's a good number. Um, you share why don't you tell me what number you heard? I, I'd, like to, I'd like to hear what your... 9.4 out of 10. <laughs> it doesn't get yeah, much say, better than that. We, we, you know, we always round up, right? So it's nine and a half out of 10. So that's a, that's a good, that's a good. There we, you go. We've been managing that. that rounds and, up to 10. Actually tracking that since uh, 2003. So we've been doing a long time and that's really important to us because, you know, the world yeah. is, the world is that's your oyster really if you do a good job in these projects because there's always another one behind it that, you know, has some good ROI potential. Yep. Well, speaking of oysters, you enjoy the rest of your summer on the All Cape, right, Jimmy. Jim. Thanks very much for having me. Appreciate and, it. Uh, uh, pleasure to be with you. Of course. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks again, Jim. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll chat with you later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bots and Thoughts, the hyper automation podcast sponsored by Salient Process. Be sure to never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. Get your hands on more content like this by following us on LinkedIn and YouTube down in the show notes and say hello. 
We'd love to hear your thoughts, perhaps even on an upcoming episode. Stay tuned for more episodes of Thoughts and Thoughts, the hyper automation podcast brought to you by Salient Process.